and the first question baba asked is who is lakshman and i was like uh, i didn't know how to to react and uh, whenever uh, you are in presence of baba you just go blank and uh, i did go blank that day you know and uh, there was there was i cannot express the kind of feeling the kind of happiness or the kind of joy uh, i felt firstly uh, seeing him so closely and secondly when he when he knew my name and mm-hmm. he asked me and at that time i, I was going through tough times in my career mm-hmm. because i was opening the batting for our country and uh, i was not doing so well i was frequently being uh, dropped from the team mm-hmm. because people were branding me as a non regular opener even though i was trying to do my best mm-hmm. and i was in a dilemma shall i continue opening or shall i stop opening and play in the middle order and the first thing baba told after uh, uh, when he when he talked to me was i know there are a lot of clouds in your mind mm-hmm. you know there there's a lot of clouds it's just passing phase it's only passing clouds he knew exactly what i was going through and i mean that was the first glimpse first experience of uh, baba the god to me and mm-hmm. since then uh, i feel he's guiding me for vangi purapu venkatasai lakshman shortly called vvs lakshman a noted cricketer from south india bhagwan shri satyasai baba is a guide and coach not only for his game of cricket but also for the game of his life in this interview which we bring you as a part of a series trust with divinity lakshman tells us how spirituality has helped him not only to face every ball as a batsman but also to face every situation in his life with confidence this interview is about a cricketer's sport and his spirit my lowest point was not being picked for the 2003 world cup mm. that was low and in fact at that time i thought that i would leave cricket uh, and luckily there was a gap of 5 months and my uncle my coaches helped me to get back uh, the love for the game in fact i was losing the love for the game mm. and the biggest change came was when i came here uh, to puttaparthi uh, and and baba actually blessed me by giving a vibhuti and he told you know he put his hand over me and told everything will be okay and you won't believe the next season was the best season uh, of my life you know when i got uh, uh, three consecutive hundreds uh, in 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 a week in australia in one day cricket Correct. a guy was not picked for world cup 6 <laughs> months back and guy gets three three hundreds in a week in australia One message is clear from Lakshman's life. One who puts faith in the Lord would never be let down. So, hear the whole story yourself. By the way, this was a conversation between Lakshman and Radio Sai's B Arvind, recorded at our studio on the month of April 2011.
ఓం శ్రీ సైరాం స్వామి ఆఫన్ సేస్ లైఫ్ ఇస్ అ గేమ్ ప్లేట్ టుడే ఇన్ ఆర్ రేడియో సాయి స్టూడియోస్ వీ ఆర్ వెరీ హ్యాపీ ప్రివిలేజ్డ్ ప్రౌడ్ అండ్ జాయస్ టు హ్యావ్ సమ్ వన్ ఫర్ హూమ్ అ గేమ్ హ్యాస్ బీన్ ఇస్ లైఫ్ వీ వెల్కమ్ ఇండియాస్ క్రికెటింగ్ ఐకన్ వివిఎస్ వెరీ వెరీ స్పెషల్ అదర్వైజ్ వంగిపురప్పు వెంకట సాయి లక్ష్మణ్ వెల్కమ్ టు ఆర్ స్టూడియోస్ థ్యాంక్ యూ ఫస్ట్ వీ వుడ్ లైక్ టు నో how is it that you got into cricket full time your parents have been doctors you yourself entered into the medical field a bit right from my younger days like any kid in india i used to play cricket in my neighborhood and in my school and uh, every sunday uh, me my brother along with my mother used to go to my grandmother's place and uh, my maternal uncle baba krishna mohan he himself used to be a cricketer otherwise most of my relatives my cousins or my uncles and aunts are either in doctors or engineers so uh, it was my uncle who actually spotted talent in me but saying that i never uh, really took cricket as a profession right from the time i started it was more of a hobby and i always wanted to become a doctor like my parents uh, mm-hmm. and my dad uh, dr v shantaram was my role model and uh, i used to feel great whenever i used to hear stories about him from his patients uh, how how my father actually saved their lives uh and i feel uh, doctor or medicine is the noblest of profession uh, uh, we can come across saying that i always wanted to become doctor and in, even in my 11th and 12th i took uh, bypc uh, and i started and preparing for the mset exam which is the entrance exam to get into the medical uh, college uh, but in my 11th and 12th i got so many opportunities to play uh, for for hyderabad uh, at various age, age group levels and also Uh, by the end of my 12th class i was on verge of playing for uh, hyderabad in the ranji trophy and that was the toughest period for me uh, because uh, my childhood dream was to become doctor and the childhood fairy tale or fairy dream you know what uh, every kid in india has is to become a cricketer and represent the country and i was in a tricky uh, position where i had to choose between medicine and uh cricket and luckily my parents helped me uh during that uh, decision making time with the influence of my uncle because for a kid who is from a middle class uh, family uh, and cricket was not a professional uh, career to be chosen at that time uh, i'm talking about way back in early 90s and uh, mm-hmm. being from a family where both parents are doctors and also my other other uh, colleagues uh, other friends who were probably equally as talented or probably more talented than me and their parents actually forced them into taking uh, medical profession or engineering profession they gave me the total independence they gave me the total freedom to choose my career so i think uh, that was the most important moment for me most important decision which probably i had taken uh, at that stage of my career and uh, luckily for me that paid off what my parents gave uh, they gave me 5 years uh, time Mm-hmm. and because in cricket age age is a huge factor and they told that if i don't play for the country within 5 years then i would stop playing cricket come back again prepare for my uh, exams and get into a medical school and luckily for me that's 5 years i totally focused uh, and dedicated myself uh, to improve myself as a cricketer and uh, made use of various opportunities which i got and uh, uh, various breaks i got uh, uh, and uh, performed consistently and uh, by the uh, end of fifth year i i represent the country in 1996 uh, when i played my first test against uh, south africa that was how i got into uh, cricket in a professional manner but it used to be an hobby which uh, let, later on converted itself by swami's grace by baba's grace uh, into a profession 
and I re I'm really proud of uh, the decision and uh, because uh, every kid in India dreams of playing for the country whereas I got an opportunity to represent the country for more than 100 test matches which in itself uh, is uh, uh, a dream come true and uh, it, it couldn't have been possible without uh, Baba's blessings and I feel really blessed that uh, I got this opportunity and got an opportunity to serve my country uh, through cricket. You said that it would not have been possible without Baba's blessings. How did uh, Baba come into your life? Uh, right from my uh, childhood, I mean, before uh, I talk about uh, Swami, uh, I, I'm, I come from a family where uh, it's, it's quite a religious family. My mm -hmm. grandfather, uh, my father's uh, father himself was a big zamindar and a landlord in uh, Tenali, in Tenali in Andhra Pradesh. And But uh, he, he had a vision in his uh, dream and... Uh, by one Paramahamsa Yogananda and he actually hmm. gave away his entire property and he came to Hyderabad to spread uh, Bhagavad Gita. He oh, was what a, was the dream? Paramahamsa uh, was, was to give away uh, everything as charity okay. and come and spread uh, Bhagavad Gita in Hyderabad. That was his dream. So he left everything uh, and with his family came to Hyderabad that too uh, when Nizam Sarkar was uh, uh, in reign and he came uh, and uh, uh, he started spreading Bhagavad Gita and uh, uh, I feel great, you know, because a lot of my the senior people in Hyderabad, whenever they see me, they relate me as grandson of uh, Jagannath Shastri, uh, my grandfather's name, you know. So he, he, he was, uh, he, he's dedicated his life to spreading the message of Bhagavad Gita. And uh, also from my maternal grandfather himself was uh, a big businessman, a big uh, lawyer, you know, and represented various companies like ILTD, and, and other major companies in uh, Andhra Pradesh in India, but he himself was very religious. And uh, even though my, my father was always very, very busy with uh, his uh, medical profession, but because being from an environment where my grandfather was a Bhagavad Gita scholar, he himself was very religious, and so was my mother, because, again, uh, the environment she grew up. And it was actually my mother who, who, who got in the, into the family uh, the awareness of Shirdi Sai Baba, Okay. You know, so when my father got uh, married to my mother, it was she who got in the awareness of uh, Shirdi Sai Baba into a family. And we were always a staunch devotee of Shirdi Sai Baba right from my younger days. My parents uh, made sure that me and my brother always read the Bhagavad Gita 12th chapter. So we actually mm -hmm. know it by heart and uh, we recite that every day morning once we take our shower. And in the evening again taking shower and before dinner as a family we actually do our puja together. And even now we do that. So, uh, right from my younger days, we used to go to Shirdi and various other, other religious uh, places like... You chant the Bhagavad Gita even today? Yeah, even today. I mean, that, that's become uh, a ritual and uh, I feel uh, great whenever I, I do that. And uh, I, I continue do, uh, doing, you know, the, all the uh, prayers which my father taught me uh, right from my uh, childhood. You know, and I continue doing that and I think that's very important for any kid because irrespective of what position you gain in your, in your life or in your career, it's very important to know how you got that. And I feel whatever achievements anyone has in his life is just because of the blessings of the spiritual leaders and, and the God himself. What is so special in the 12th chapter? Yeah, regarding the 12th chapter, I think uh, it's a synopsis of various motivational books or various uh, philosophical books uh, which you, you read in the market. Because if you read the 12th chapter and if you understand it, and luckily for me, because I, I being a cricketer, I experienced that a lot uh, uh, in my uh, career where there is so much of uncertainties, mm -hmm. there is so much of uh, 
scrutiny by various people sometimes mm. because you do well you get so much of praise and when you don't do well uh, people start talking negatively about you they start criticizing you and uh, luckily for me because i read the 12th chapter uh, from a younger days i was able to be as equanimous as possible as i can be there are a lot of things which the 12th chapter actually teaches you but the crunch of 12th chapter for me is to be very equanimous so uh, right from a younger days if i don't get even hot water there's some some places where as as a younger kid now because of uh, being a test cricketer you stay in five star hotels but uh, before that when we were growing up we used to stay in dormitories or various colleges mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you may not get uh, hot water you know so my father thought that because uh, Uh, we read in bhagavad gita whether it you get hot water whether you bathe with cold water you have to remain the same whether it's hot or cold you have to be the same uh, whether people criticize you or people praise you you have to be the same so you have to be equanimous uh, irrespective of uh, what people are saying about you so you have to take the various criticism or even the praise in the same manner you know you should not be really flying high uh, in the clouds if someone someone uh, praises you mm-hmm. or you should not be feeling really depressed and low when someone criticizes you and luckily for me uh that is what i learned from the bhagavad gita that we see it when we see you on the screen also in the tv even when you bat we see you're the most cool calm collected never seem to get excited even yeah. when reaching milestones never seem to be seeming low because most of the times when you come into bat it is a situation where everybody is feeling depressed yeah. all of us watching is also feeling depressed and hoping that you do your miracle as always why i do well in that uh, situation is the second thing what i learned in bhagavad gita was that you do your duty mm-hmm. and not thinking about the fruits of your action you know and you surrender to the god you know and the god will uh, decide whether what result uh, to be given and that's something which is so important when i come into bat uh, in some tough situation because i am just out there doing my duty which is to bat well for the country and the results is already decided the res- god will decide what kind of result to be given to any cricketer and i am not uh, doing that uh, duty with the fruits of my action even though yeah the end result is to win the game but i am not thinking about winning the game i am just doing the duty i am just do- uh, following the process which again so many motivational books actually or the philosophical or psychological books teach mm. is you be in the process you're not thinking about too much about uh, the future or too much about the past you're just being in the present and that's again what uh, the bhagavad gita teaches so i'm very lucky that i had that upbringing uh, right from my younger days and uh, then then we used to go to various religious places like uh, obviously tirupati or uh, to shirdi and uh, various temples in uh, in uh, hyderabad because uh, even though my father and mother were busy doctors but they made sure that they took out time to take us to temples uh, whenever they had free time and also to uh, the houses of elders in our family because uh, they felt always that uh, by taking the blessings of the elders uh, and by going to their uh, houses and by being close to the elders you can learn a lot you know the kids mm-hmm. who are especially very young can learn a lot by being in the presence of the elders you know so they made it a point to take us to various temples and to the houses of elders in our family uh that that's how we we grew up you know and i'm i'm really proud that i had such an upbringing and uh, coming to uh, swami uh, the first time i i met uh, swami was in uh, 1998 because mm-hmm. even before that we heard uh, about swami and uh, we definitely read various books uh, written by swami or you know preached by uh, swami Uh, but i never had an opportunity to actually come to puttaparthi uh, or even to whitefield in bangalore even though my parents and my brother came to puttaparthi three four times before mm. but because i was busy with my matches i never came along with them 
Uh, and the first time I met Swami was in 1998 when uh, the new cricket stadium was, was built. built. And I didn't come for the main cricket event, which was between India against the World Eleven. But you had a uh, match before. Match before that to test the ground, mm -hmm. uh, which was between Hyderabad or Andhra Pradesh versus Karnataka. You know, there was a mixture of. Uh, you scored a half century. Yeah, there and uh, I, just to test the ground. And uh, luckily, that was the first time. In f in fact, I met legends like Gunda Pavishwanath, Erapali Prasanna, who were uh, who, who themselves are uh, staunch devotees of uh, Sai. And that was the first time actually uh, I, I, I met Swami. And uh, when Swami's devotees invited me, I had uh, clearly mentioned them. I'll come only if Baba gives us darshan. <laughs> because I heard from my parents uh, that, you know, they came here so many times but because... Uh, there's so many people who are waiting for Baba's darshan. They just mm -hmm. attended the bhajans and they saw Swami from a uh, far off distance and they left. And my father and mother were very happy that at least they got a glimpse uh, of uh, Baba at the time. And but being childish, I must say, <laughs> I was very keen that only reason, only only if Baba gives us darshan, which is a close contact darshan, only then will I come. And I was so blessed that I came and uh, we played that match. Baba came and watched that match. Mm -hmm. And in the evening, the entire uh, uh, the players of both the teams actually uh, got an opportunity to have an interview with Baba. And the first question Baba asked is, who is Lakshman? And I was like, uh, I didn't know how to, to react. And uh, whenever uh, you're in presence of Baba, you just go blank and uh, I did go blank that day, you know, and uh, there was, there was, I cannot express the kind of feeling, the kind of happiness or the kind of joy uh, I felt. Firstly, uh, seeing him so closely and secondly, when he, when he knew my name and mm -hmm. he asked me. And at that time, I, I was going through tough times in my career mm -hmm. because I was opening the batting for our country and uh, I was not doing so well. I was frequently being uh, dropped from the team mm -hmm. because people were branding me as a non-regular opener, even though I was trying to do my best. Mm -hmm. And I was in a dilemma. Shall I continue opening or shall I stop opening and play in the middle order? And the first thing Baba told after uh, uh, when, he, when he talked to me was, I know there are a lot of clouds in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are a lot of clouds. It's just passing phase. It's only passing clouds. He knew exactly what I was going through. And I mean, that was the first glimpse, first experience of uh, Baba the God to me. And mm -hmm. since then, uh, I feel he's guiding me. And uh, there's no question that whatever I have achieved, Mm. Whatever uh, I've, I've gone through, mm. whether it's ups and downs, it's because of Baba's uh, wish. And I feel really blessed that I've experienced uh, Baba's blessing mm. so many times in my career. So uh, now when you look at Baba, he's like a God for you. Yes. So uh, what I wanted to ask is, you said about equanimity and preparation. See, uh, we often hear that in cricket, yeah, a lot depends in the initial phase on your skill, your talent, you get noticed. But once you reach the highest level, yeah, uh, yeah more than skill, talent, they say it's all about the mind and how you prepare yourself. So what sort of preparation goes into that? Uh, I think uh, preparation is very, very important, you know, not only in, in sport, but any uh, profession you are. Because uh, if you're not prepared, then when you're actually uh, in midst of uh, an examination, because every day it's an examination for me. I mean, when you're going out and playing a match, it's nothing but an examination. So I, I always relate that to a student who's preparing for an exam. 
if suppose a student has to read the entire textbook and a textbook with its 100 100 pages and it reads only 30 or 40 pages then when the student is writing the exam his mind is so restless and his mind is just praying that i should get questions only from those 30 40 pages mm. because otherwise he doesn't know anything uh, else in the textbook mm. then his, his mind is very restless but if he reads through the entire 100 pages when he's writing the exam his mind is free the answers are just flowing and in cricket also it's similar and in cricket it's more important because you you're playing a ball which is coming at 140 to 150 kilometers per hour and you have to react within a fraction of a second so that's why its preparation is very important because when you're out in the middle you're you're with a blank mind you're not uh, really thinking uh, i didn't practice this and if suppose bretley bowls me in that area then i'll struggle whereas mm. you cover everything you're not thinking about the result because being a game sometimes even though you do the best of preparation you may get out mm. but saying that if you're prepared well then your instincts take over and your reflexes and you react quickly and then you just play and watching the ball and reacting to the ball that's why i think preparation is very important uh, and that too i i learned preparation again is important to be perfect and that comes with experience uh, because uh, as a kid i used to bat for 3 hours 4 hours without any purpose i used to run for 1 hour 1 and 1/2 hours without any purpose whereas now with experience i know that even if i bat for half an hour in the nets before the match i am comfortable when i'm playing the match because i know what exactly i should be practicing if suppose i'm playing against south africa i know what a St- dale stain would bowl to me or what a morne morkel will bowl to me mm. or the other bowlers will bowl to me and if suppose i'm playing on a wicket like durban i know what the wicket will what kind of challenges i'll be facing in that wicket so i'll prepare accordingly the previous day or two or three days before the test match so that when i go into the match i'm not thinking about i didn't prepare this or i didn't prepare that whereas i'm 100% sure that i've done the best preparation i can i can do and mm-hmm. i just go and react to the ball so i think perfect practice or perfect preparation is also very important uh, now what you said most of it is in terms of physical preparation in terms of the bounce incidentally bretley had said that uh, it's great if you can get dravid out it is fantastic if you get sachin out but it's a miracle if you get lakshman out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what i'm saying is this kind of preparation in the sense see when you're playing at a lower league in the sense state level district level as you're coming up yeah there are so many things you take tips improve your batting technique style but after you reach a certain level yeah. you have your own technique i mean i don't think anyone will say that we need a better lakshman technique that's it or a better sachin technique better yeah. dravid technique so there's not much to improve in terms of your technique or your yeah. footwork or anything so after that how else do you improve yourself or keep perfecting with each game i mean it is no longer physical right yeah uh, firstly no one is 100% technically correct you know if lakshman has got lot of technical flaws dravid has got lot of technical flaws so as sachin and every day we are working to rectify the technical flaws which actually creep into our game without our knowing because when you're playing so much of cricket there's small small flaws which comes which will make a huge difference in the way we are performing so that's why we keep analyzing our own game by watching our own videos uh, and we learn and keep improving every day is a learning process and uh, Uh, that's why probably I, i can be proud that you know we've lasted so long mm. because there's a continuous improvement i mean if you see someone like a sachin even now after playing 20 21 years he still if you if you see in practice he practices like someone who has just made his test debut you know and that's why he's a legend see when i talk about cricket i i'm thinking whatever i talk 
uh, applies to any profession. So that's why there has to be a continuous uh, improvement in yourself as a cricketer. Now, even though I've got technical flaws, which I know I have got, how do I counter that? That's the most important thing. I think that's what you're asking. Exactly. Mentally, be confident by having a game plan. You know, like if, even though I've got a technical form, I can share that my technical flaw is I don't uh, move my feet so much like what a, probably a Raul Dravid does. Yeah. But then how do I counter that is by making sure that my head is in good position and I play close to the body. Even though I've got a technical flaw, there is a way to still perform with that technical flaw. Using your strengths to overcome your Exactly. Weakness. So everyone has got strengths, everyone has got weaknesses. So I try to make sure that my weaknesses are very, very limited or I cut down as much as possible on my weakness and improve on my strengths. Preparation is very important because you have a game plan in place. And when you prepare well, your game plan can be executed very easily in the match. So that's mm. where I feel that visualization comes a lot. And mm. that is not taught. Unfortunately, there are not so many coaches or experts in India uh, or probably even world over who can actually teach a sportsman or teach a cricketer how to visualize properly, you know, because all they can teach is about skill. But skill is probably only 30%. If you give 100%, I feel that 30% is skill. Mm -hmm. Okay. 40% is your mental preparation. And 30% is God's blessings, you know, yeah. and that, that's the entire 100 uh, if you ask me for your performance. The problem is no one teaches the remaining uh, 70%. Everyone mm. is teaching the 30%. Mm. Okay, so the 40%, I think again it comes with the experience by reading various books and then you start visualizing. So now I've reached a stage where I actually visualize what I'm going to do the next day. Even though it is for 20 minutes before I go to bed each night, mm -hmm. but I clearly see how I'm playing the next day. And there have been times where whatever I visualized the previous day, it mm -hmm. just flows and it happens very, very similar to what I visualized in, uh, the previous night. So I think visualization is very important. Visualization I do as if I'm playing, like again, when I'm playing, I'm giving an example of uh, South Africa because that was the last tour I played. So I visualize how, what Dale Stain will be bowling to me and how I'm reacting to that. How I'm going to play Dale Stain, how I'm going to play Morkel, how I'm go going to play Paul Harris, how I'm going to play Sosobi. So I visualize them bowling and uh, I playing the various shots which I'm, I'm planning to play, which I prepared the, in the afternoon in the nets and mm -hmm. I visualize that and most times, then not, you know, then actually I execute whatever I visualized. And that's become better uh, mm -hmm. with experience. And the remaining 30%, which is God's grace, also comes by actually surrendering to the God when you are going out. That, that is that's the first thing which I do is when I'm going out to bat, I just surrender the entire innings to uh, the God. I tell, okay, I prepared well, I visualized. So that's the best I could do to play this match. And I'm not now thinking about the results. I'm just thinking that I just go out and do my duty for the country and then the results will be taken care by the God. So whatever results come, I take it as a blessing from God and uh, I just go out and uh, play without having too much of attachment to the results. You have been uh, a part of the Fab Four, Sachin, Dravid, Saurav and you. But it has so happened that a lot of times you have been under severe scrutiny and every time drop, taken, drop, yeah. taken. I mean, as you said, everybody has ups and downs, but you seem to have had more ups and downs, more frequently going up, coming down, going up, coming down. So how is it that you have ma maintained your, yeah, you said Bhagavad Gita has helped. I wanted to know whether uh, during those times when you have visited Swami, has Swami said something or 
has it happened anything like that yeah there's a lot of times you know because we've been very lucky that uh, swami blessed us with mm. various interviews at various time all the gods praise the same correct swami is a god and we are so lucky that he is a living god at the moment because all the gods which we hear about you know we've only heard about them but we've never seen them whereas i feel we are lucky you you all are really blessed you know that you've been puttaparthi you've studied and you're seeing baba so closely even though you don't meet him every day but you you stay just probably some meters away from uh, where where his house is uh, but saying that he's a living god you know so i think uh, baba always says that uh, you just do your duty without having attachment what is written in bhagavad gita even though i had ups and downs my only desire was to do well for the country and as i mentioned that once i was uh, 18 years old when i finished my 12th i decided to uh, take cricket as a profession and my father always taught me it's not what profession you take how you glorify that profession is very important Hmm. so that's that's always been uh, my desire because my father being a doctor even now he's 69 years but he dedicated himself to the medical profession so even though we tell him we force him you please take rest but he's the most busiest person in our family at the moment because for him he feels that his mission in life is to serve the needy through medical profession hmm. which baba does not only through medical profession but he looks after the needy in various aspects of their uh, lives he fulfills the various requirements uh, of each devotee mm-hmm. uh, so baba is definitely the biggest healer or the biggest uh, doctor comes uh, who is in the world at the moment that i took very seriously is how my dad is uh, serving the country through medical profession i have to serve the country through cricket until i retired from the game i i always wanted to uh, improve i always wanted to uh, do well for the country and that was the only motivation for me so even though i had lots lots of ups and downs and i have seen some uh, f- fellow cricketers actually who give up the game because the kind of uh, ups and downs they had in, in the early on in the career they actually gave up the uh, game because they became very frustrated they became very disappointed but for me the only motivation was to do well for the country through cricket and as i mentioned very few get that opportunity so even though i was dropped even though i was low and my lowest point was not being picked for the 2003 world cup mm. that was low and in fact at that time i thought that i would leave uh, cricket uh and luckily there was a gap of 5 months and my uncle my coaches helped me to get back uh, the love for the game in fact i was losing the love for the game hmm. and the biggest change came was when i came here uh, to puttaparthi uh, and and baba actually blessed me by giving a vibhuti and he told you know he, he put his hand over me and told everything will be okay and you won't believe the next season was the best season uh, of my life you know when i got uh, Uh, three consecutive hundreds uh, in 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 a week in australia in one day cricket Correct. a guy was not picked for world cup 6 <laughs> months back and guy gets three three hundreds in a week in australia you know and uh, so what i'm trying to say is the only desire the only motivation for me was to do well for the country uh, and represent the country and do well for the country through cricket and that's why even though there were lot of ups and downs that never bothered me you know mm. because i always wanted to practice even though i was dropped the next day i would get up at 6 o'clock and go for my training and that, that i think I, i should really thank my parents to give me such kind of upbringing because if suppose my dad is out of the house by 8 o'clock and comes back at 9 o'clock in the night i mean it will be very stupid on my part to sleep till 10 o'clock 11 o'clock feeling disappointed feeling disheartened mm. saying that i've been dropped and also i've seen my dad you know there have been cases where 
uh, I mentioned earlier in the interview where my there were a lot of patients of my dad who actually came and in front of me gave accolades to my dad saying that he actually saved their family members uh, life right. whereas there have been instances also when someone came uh, and actually uh, started abusing my dad because their relative was uh, not, uh, not saved so that's when my dad uh, told me is see i am also practicing gita i am practicing to be equanimous because my dad again says in even in medical profession he can do the best and there have been cases uh, which my dad narrates and uh, i have seen uh, a living example is my uh, uncle he actually underwent a bypass surgery in chennai in apollo hospital being the cousin brother my father uh, accompanied him to chennai and my aunt relied on my father to save her husband's uh, life and the doctors declared him dead there hmm. and my father started uh, thinking about my aunt and saying, thinking that you know, she relied a lot on my dad Uh, and uh, his brother is dead and then what it does he tells i am not going to give up he tells to the other doctors let us not give up and they totally surrendered to the god and saying that okay god we have tried our best now it's up to you how t- you can revive uh, my brother i have tried my best then a miracle happens where after 15 minutes suddenly the heart starts uh, pumping again so even because of medical profession my father has t- seen or experienced the power Uh, or the blessing of uh, the god from close quarters and that's where actually i i learned because when i grew up because i saw my dad so closely having all these experiences and sharing that with me and my brother in puja just because i by heart bhagavad gita it's not only re- reciting bhagavad gita but actually uh, understanding the meaning of bhagavad gita and we used to also read uh, various other books written by uh, various other scholars you know like swami vivekananda or you know prabhupada hmm. and also we used to read sai satcharitra there's a diary given to my dad uh, by his uh, father which is known as a spiritual diary so every day there's a message so we read that and what he does at the end of the prayer at the end of the puja is given incident by reading a, st- a paragraph of one of the books like this hmm. he relates that to the experience he had in his life and so we actually can understand instead of just reading the books he actually gives an example so we can understand while growing up because we are very immature at that time hmm. so because of all those understanding and all those experiences which my father shared with me i think i was able to handle all these ups and downs uh, so well in my in my career and i feel really great that i again had such kind of an upbringing uh, i feel i feel really this is good. really fantastic because uh, many times when we go out when we speak you know people speak of bhagavad gita as outdated or it's not relevant and it, it is all shlokas and but when an achiever i mean i'm sure not only you all of us all cricket fans and the whole nation is grateful to your uncle and father for having sustained you and finally swami for having blessed you during that period because after that what all you have done is simply phenomenal i also remember you know one occasion when uh, you had scored a century and on tv gavaskar greeted you as sairam and you greeted back sairam you know all of us felt so thrilled we were also happy so yeah i just wanted to ask because there are so many people who have come to swami in the team now and among the legends 
so do you discuss swami and talk about swami in your circles there yeah a lot a lot we talk about uh, swami a lot there's a wrong perception about cricketers <laughs> in the society because it being a very glamorous field it mm-hmm. being a field where you have so many uh, followers you know and sort of people treating cricketers as demigods you know so there's a very wrong perception uh, about cricketers but I, i must say that all the cricketers are very simple guys who got lot of values mm-hmm. and uh, Uh, luckily all the cricketers i have played with have great uh, family upbringing and uh, all of them are very religious mm-hmm. and all of them actually practice whatever i mentioned till now is being equanimous uh, is taking ups and downs uh, in in the same manner and everyone practices that otherwise they couldn't uh, or they wouldn't have played for the country for so long and talking about uh, gavaskar uh, everyone knows what a staunch devotee is of mm-hmm. baba he being a commentator and i being a cricketer it's very rare we come across uh, and only when you know in some say post match presentation or mm. just before the match when he's probably in the ground just uh, commenting on the wicket or giving an interview to the broadcaster and we go out for the warm ups you know if we meet we come we, we talk and most of the time the talk is around uh, swami because mm. again the experience is he himself had in his life and the blessings he had from swami mm-hmm. uh he feels really great and he feels uh, very blessed that again swami took him in his fold and blessed him and his family so we we share uh, uh, you know all those experiences in, uh, share in the sense i hear all his experiences <laughs> i i never actually talk about my experience because i respect him so much and being an elder and one of the best cricketers could you talk now some experiences you have had with swami something my experiences yeah oh my experiences they have been lot you know they have mm. been a uh, lot and the first experience i mentioned you that yeah. uh, the second experience was i mean there are lot of experiences mm-hmm. which which probably uh, the time wouldn't be sufficient uh, for for uh, me to a representative sample but but saying that the, i can share my feelings you know okay. i can share my feeling the first time i met him in 98 uh at the end of that uh, uh, meeting after that day i had to go back the same night to hyderabad because i had to go for some other match and that's why i missed the main match Correct. because i was playing a first class match at that time and you won't believe the entire journey from puttaparthi to hyderabad i felt as if swami was in front of me it was swami's image uh, in front of me you know and that that's a kind of feeling i get whenever i come to puttaparthi you know, all of us crave that baba should come and mm-hmm. give us an interview baba should gav- come and give us a blessing baba should come and give us vibhuti you know baba should come and talk to us and ev- every disciple who is in puttaparthi or world over uh, dreams of having that and whenever you have that opportunity you feel out of the world you actually are in a state of trance i can say where mm-hmm. you you don't even know what's happening you're just in 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 trance and you're just seeing baba in front of you that's it so that was the first time actually i experienced that when uh, sarvajit my eldest son was born sarvajit's name was given uh, mm. by baba i came here when my son was 3 years old and uh, we were waiting for 2 days we were uh, hoping that baba should name him and by then we heard that baba stopped actually naming uh, children and we were waiting first two days baba didn't even uh, look at us on the third day suddenly uh, he saw us uh, and then he, he sort of uh, called me and i requested him that i have been blessed with a son before that i can also narrate you one uh, story before there is mm-hmm. uh, i was not keen on having kids you know because i was so busy playing cricket mm-hmm. you know whereas my wife she was very keen that she, you know we have kids and even for that you won't believe i mean it may sound very stupid that actually i came to uh, uh, puttaparthi and mm-hmm. uh, with my wife 
and uh, in we had an interview with baba and my wife just told that you know we are keen to have kids but lakshman uh, is not uh, keen because he, he still is focusing on his cricket and in fact it was baba who told no it's now time to have kids and you will have a son and a daughter hmm. and you won't believe immediately after one year we were blessed with uh, our first son so when i requested baba then he told yeah uh, i i would uh, bless your son by naming him and then he called us into the interview room and my wife uh, who is probably more staunch than me uh, mm-hmm. as a devotee to baba both of us took our son inside and you won't believe for the first 5 minutes we actually forgot why we went into the room <laughs> you know and both my wife and uh, myself you know we were just looking at baba mm-hmm. with a blank face as i mentioned earlier whenever i see baba it becomes blank and it's full of love happiness whatever his face he is spreading the uh, message of love and happiness and whenever i see him there's some kind of a feeling in my heart you know which is again uh, i cannot explain that and both of for 5 minutes we were just uh, uh, with a blank man just staring at him and then after 5 minutes we realized that we have actually come in to request mm-hmm. baba to name our son and then he takes uh, uh, our son in, in his lap and and names him as sarvajit and he tells that he will be victorious in everything he does and uh, so such experiences uh, cannot be expressed you know the feeling which you had during that now when i'm narrating you this story again that feeling is there in your heart you know and i think that that feeling is uh, very very memorable i think i, I cannot Uh, describe that feeling also you know so i think such such experiences i had a lot even your daughter was named by yeah even name. my daughter uh, was named uh, but by then we didn't get an interview but actually baba told me to name her as achintya mm. also tells that achintya means uh, no chinta chinta lenedi he tells <laughs> so i think we are very fortunate we feel very blessed that baba actually named both our kids i feel and that's what even my wife feels that actually both the kids are very special because mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a world or in a society now the way things are going or uh, the kind of uh, uh, exposure the younger kids have whereas both my uh, kids actually uh, know what baba is Uh, at such a tender age you know and they feel mm. all excited whenever they come to puttaparthi or in the apartments where we stay even the apartments where we stay in uh, hyderabad that that's a place where actually baba stayed there and uh, that was one of his devotees who actually donated it to the trust and we constructed an apartments there where the first floor is mm. uh, a mandiram Uh, where every thursday morning and evening there is uh, bhajans baba bhajans so uh, my my son actually uh, i should be thanking my wife that she make sure that uh, my son and daughter attend all those bhajans religiously uh, and the, the environment they growing in where you know we got some neighbors who are also staunch uh, satya sai baba devotees they themselves uh, shankar narayan planjari and rajilakshmi planjari they are staunch devotees of baba they treat my uh, kids as their grandchildren and also the kind of exposure they get whenever they going to go into their house and also the kind of exposure they get whenever they come into my parents house i feel great that uh, my kids right from the younger days are getting the exposure are getting the awareness of uh, baba and i'm sure that that will uh, hold them uh, in good stead in the future to come yeah just before we wind up one or two questions one thing is yeah you said you don't meet much of gavaskar but uh, like sachin rahul dravid all of them they have also come to swami because uh, you're all the senior members in the team and uh, this is just my imagination just thinking that yeah in case you discuss swami and all that that will naturally rub on and have an effect on everybody else in the team also because everybody look up to you you're all the heroes you're all their stars 
so that way do you have uh, yeah in fact uh, i mean two days back i met rahul in uh, bangalore before i came here mm-hmm. and uh, he told that only three weeks back he he came to puttaparthi yeah. and a darshan of baba and uh, so does uh, sachin so i mean it's interesting as i mentioned that all of us are from uh, middle class families all of us are from religious family with a good upbringing and we feel mm-hmm. really lucky and all of us know that baba has been very very uh, kind to us baba has actually blessed us when you go to sachin's uh, room you'll find baba's photograph in the side and every day morning he does puja he has agarbattis and all that and even in his uh, coffin he left baba's uh, photograph hmm. so and we we keep discussing m- more so with sachin than probably with rahul you know because uh, me and sachin we have got some special bonding as far as baba is concerned and we discuss how baba has helped us at various times of uh, our lives and uh, it's it's unbelievable that uh, someone like sachin who has achieved so much of success but is so down to earth and he feels that baba actually has blessed uh, his family and himself as i mentioned 30% is your skill 40% is your mind, mind and 30% is god's grace and i feel that for us it's 100% god's grace <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% god's grace because it's only because of uh, bhagwan sai only that uh, we got our skill it's only because of bhagwan sai that we are able to think properly and it's only because of bhagwan sai that we are blessed whenever mm. we performing for the country so i think uh, uh, we feel great that uh, uh baba has blessed us and baba has shown us a way to lead our lives even though we are in a glamorous field by like uh, cricket but because of uh, the upbringing we had by our parents and the blessings of baba we are able to lead a very equanimous life uh, and a very real life you know so i think we we feel really blessed that uh, baba has taken us into his fold Uh, and we want to just continue doing our best for the country because as i mentioned till we play uh, cricket i think uh, our responsibility is uh, that we serve the country through cricket after that any plans what have you got means after your active playing for the country yeah my dream uh, as i mentioned was always uh, to be a doctor so in fact i wanted to open a hospital but then my father sort of uh, uh, didn't encourage me in that because neither i am doctor or my wife is doctor and he told that it's very difficult if both husband and wives are, are not doctors so the next thing which i feel is very important for the society is education so what my my dream now is to start a school and a mm-hmm. sports academy because i think education and sports are integrated you know mm. and uh, i want an all round development for any kid in the country because now it's not only about academics but having the confidence having the uh, communication skills whenever you're facing anyone in the world and which comes with sports you know because of sports you you, you get the competitive spirit you get the confidence that even though sometimes you may be very low sometimes even you may be very disappointed with the result but you bounce back strongly mm. uh, and uh, compete mm. so and also uh the communication skills you know because you have to interact because any sport usually it's a team game where uh, you interact uh, with with your friends with your colleagues with your teammates so that communication skill is also developed so my dream is to start a school and a sports academy in uh, hyderabad mm-hmm. uh, i'm not really looking more as a business way right? i mean as long as it's one of the best in uh, hyderabad i'll be very happy so i'm just working out uh, how to go about that and i'm sure that uh, it is only if uh, baba blesses me then only that can uh, happen otherwise we may plan as much as uh, 
uh, we can but without baba's blessings nothing no, can happen that will definitely happen i'm sure because swami says uh, this land is so pure and so wonderful that only you, what you need is a pure intent and a pure thought resources manpower everything will come on its own yeah it's only when god because uh, again my father taught me one thing is as a kid is uh, very simple statement man proposes god disposes you know so until and unless god blesses you you can mm. have the best of planning you can have the best of project reports but nothing materializes but if swami gives you the blessing if swami blesses you then the impossible can be possible and as you mentioned earlier earlier when you were having a chat with me how this uh ki- yeah this came up you know and uh, it's unbelievable that it's only because of blessing of baba uh, all all this can happen you know all the uh, multi speciality hospital the thousands and you know, not thousands and you know, the crores of uh, people who are benefiting by the various uh, service projects of uh, swami and uh, it's only because of baba's blessings you know and just the presence of baba is making the, all this happen so it's only god's uh, blessing and without god's without swami's uh, blessings nothing can happen yeah before we wind up the final thing as i said in more than 100 countries people are listening so anything that you would like to say to all our radio sai listeners there's nothing for me to actually share with them because all of them i feel are blessed because listening to radio soy itself is sort of a prayer to baba so i think all of them are already in baba's fold and mm. i think it's important to just practice what baba is preaching is i mean there are a lot of things i mean yesterday night when we went for dinner it's written there and my son reads loudly in the shanti bhavan dining hall saying love all serve all mm. and i mean that's such a simple thing but if you can practice it's very difficult to practice that he is you know to love all i mean it's impossible <laughs> to do that <laughs> you know in, in the present life but if if you can practice that serve all it's again very difficult to do that because most of the time you're looking after your own selfish interest so whenever i go uh, into the darshan or into the bhajan all mm-hmm. and it's amazing that so many people are craving for baba to just touch them or just bless them and the kind of happiness the kind of love which is pouring out from baba is unbelievable not even once will you see him being agitated being angry it is so difficult for us to practice that mm-hmm. and obviously he is he is god you know so if he can practice even little bit of what he is preaching there's so many things which he preaches uh, hurt never help ever help ever you know so you you should never hurt anyone it's again you know if you love everyone you'll never hurt anyone mm. you know and if you serve all obviously you're helping everyone you know so i think the such small small uh, preachings of baba i think if we can uh, follow and if we can practice then i'm sure that this world will be a better place to live and there will be only happiness in the world you know so all i can say to the, all the listeners of this uh, program is uh, just follow the preachings of baba and lead a happy life thank you lakshman it has been fantastic yeah. and uh, especially because all of us look up to swami he's our hero but some of us following his teachings and following the principles have become heroes in society and when such heroes speak to us and we know that these principles which are taught to us every day in our spiritual life these have helped these heroes to become heroes it is really an inspiration a source of motivation and i'm sure listening to what all you have said it will inspire all our listeners to be better humans and to become heroes in their own might yeah, thank, thank you thank you very much om sai ram sai ram
was VVS Lakshman, a noted cricketer from South India. In conversation with Radio Sai's B. Arvind. This episode of our series, Trist with Divinity, brought us a glimpse of this cricketer's sport and his spirit. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to share your thoughts on this program, please write to us at listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram from Prashanti Nilayam.